and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we're talking about the value of being authentic. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm well, too. That's excellent. (laughs) Yes. I have to say, I was about to say it's starting to feel like fall here in St. Louis. I turned the heat on, I think it was on Sunday, which was kind of exciting. And then now it's like 85. Oh. <laughs> so the, I think the heat might still be on, but, well, I probably Barry shifted it to the air conditioning. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, th- there was a big debate at my house this morning about whether or not we should turn the heat on because it was 65 degrees in the house and mm-hmm. and uh, it was quite chilly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put on a fleece and so who, called it good. Who who was rooting for turning on the heat? Uh, Mike. Oh, okay. And then I pointed out that he was wearing a t-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. <laughs> Well, it was also 65 in, in my house when I turned on the heat, and Barry wasn't home, so I was just like, yep, I'm on my own. I'm turning it on, because it, <laughs> it would have been a big debate at my house, too, and I probably would have lost. I it would have yeah. been the same conversation. <laughs> Put on your bathrobe yeah, well, or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the, the main reason that I'm reluctant to do it is that... Um, uh, with our third floor, the heat really rises and stays there. Mm. And um, I would feel really bad sort of cooking our kid up there <laughs> during, during the uh, day by turning on the heat in the morning. Um, so, Well, I hope know. he listens to this podcast and appreciates that consideration. <laughs> I doubt that. I mean, he probably appreciates it, but I doubt that he'll listen. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to Elliot if he's listening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, speaking of being authentic, uh, that's what we're talking about today. Yep. You know, we're thinking about this in the context of perfectionism because I think um, you brought this up before we started recording that... If perfectionism is something you struggle with, uh, it may come up in terms of showing up authentically, you know, really sort of being your true self in public with Mm -hmm. others. I would imagine that many folks who who are perfectionists would want to have a an image of doing things perfectly or at least very well and not making a lot of mistakes and so forth they don't want to be hot messes i'm guessing uh (laughs) who wants who no most people don't want to appear to be a hot mess i suppose (laughs) right 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 but i could see how it would be um 
a little more challenging for folks who have perfectionistic tendencies to have uh, like a take-me-as-I-am, warts-and-all approach to life. Yeah, I think that's true. And I know it's definitely something uh, I've bumped up against a fair bit, mostly in the context of work, of um, not uh, wanting to, you know, I guess share my warts. Like, uh, you know, I feel this pressure that as a life coach, I should be together and I shouldn't have any problems. Right, because if you have problems, how can you possibly help anybody else with their problems? If you have, if you exactly. can't even handle your own problems, I'm so glad you get it, Janine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's not at all reasonable to expect that you w- you could possibly have any problems. But no, I I totally right. get how you could feel that way, even though it's it's kind of ludicrous when I, you know, sarcastically put it that way. Um, yeah. Do you do yeah. you share I, that? Do you share your um, struggles, or if you let's say you have a client who's relate who's got talking about something that you can personally relate to, do you share that? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. I share it directly with clients, and I share it in the emails that I send out to my email list, and um, you know I share stuff on social media. And, you know, of course, we talk about it a lot on the podcast. (laughs) Well, there's that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, coming out as a uh, perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist, and then sharing every week all the ways in which I struggle with it is, you know, about as authentic as it can get. Right, that's true. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And the thing that I that's really interesting is that it seems like people are more receptive to what I have to say when they know that I s- struggle with stuff too and that, you know, I'm I'm not perfect. Um, you know, when you think about it, like do you want help from someone who has no idea what you're going through? Or do you want, you know, to work with someone who, you know, has a clue what it's like to struggle? Exactly. And really, who wants to spend their time with someone who's perfect? I mean, there there is yeah. no one who's perfect, I don't, I suppose. But right. Yeah, that's um, the, being approachable and human, I think, is a really important part of your work and of mine as well. Yes. Yeah. And I always, you know, when you first brought up this topic, I thought of how you sort of came out of the closet as a messy person Mm -hmm. uh, and an organizer, a professional organizer. Right. Yeah. I remember starting out, I was so concerned that anybody who really knew me <laughs> would would scoff <laughs> at the, at the um, notion of my being an organizer. It's not that I um, you know, have hoarding tendencies or anything like that, but I don't mind a little bit of clutter and I uh, things are better than they used to be, I think. but um, you know when my ch- my childhood friends were really the the, the ones who, were the only ones who actually ever said anything. <laughs> but like a friend of mine who I used to um, 
tell have ask her to help me clean my room and I when I was a kid and I'd say you can keep any money you find that was her payment um (laughs) she was she was when I told her what I was doing you know whatever 40 years later or 35 years later she says do you want what are you going to pay me to uh not tell people (laughs) what your bedroom was like (laughs) when you were a kid um so but in fact um I've I decided that I didn't want clients to expect a, a, a perfectly organized type a type person to show up at their house it took me maybe I don't know a year into it before I realized that well actually maybe not I, I think yeah that's about right because I started my blog in 2006 and I started my business in 2005 and that's why specifically why I started my blog so that I can um, just be give the the warts and all um, picture of who I am so that they're not I back then I was worried they'd be disappointed <laughs> if they didn't no. know in advance <laughs> and now I, I, I that sounds kind of funny because I don't think people want well, maybe some people want type A, perfectly organized organizer, and that's great. They just don't want to call me. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, but, so it you know, out. there's a there's an organizer for everyone. And I think that you being open about um, your feelings about being messy or, you know, a little bit of clutter or, you know, what organized is, you know, organized enough for you and probably puts a lot of people at ease I think it does yeah and if they know I mean I can if they know I can walk in their shoes or they know that I've personally solved a lot of these issues that they're going through I mean that's another thing Mm -hmm. by now you know 15 years into my business um I've had the opportunity to try so many things on my own self (laughs) that uh (laughs) with with a lot of success so things are um quite organized around here and not particularly messy um so I can share those solutions that have worked for me, although they won't necessarily work for my client. But I can authentically share that. Oh yeah, I've done that, and this is what I this is what I did. Um, and then of course I proudly share that I'm, uh, I'm naturally good at good enough because I, you know, it's part of the my whole crusade to help people let go of perfectionism. So there's thanks to this podcast, I don't have to um, feel any kind of um, negativity toward that, you know. It's like, oh yeah, I'm good enough person. No, yeah. It it's really freeing mm-hmm. to. I mean, we've said this a number of times about the podcast specifically that, like, if you want to have an easy time doing a podcast, do a podcast about not being perfect, right. and then. You know, it's all built in. <laughs> it's baked into. The imperfection <laughs> is baked in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but also, you know, it just, it it makes it so much easier to just share because we know from the feedback we've got from people who listen to the podcast that it makes a difference. Right. Yeah. That's you right. know? Yeah. Um, And the other thing about authenticity is that when you're just being yourself, it's much less stressful. That's exactly what I was about to say. Exactly. Like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, my life anyway, at this stage of my life, is all about reducing stress. 
right? And that's yeah. why I like to simplify, 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 do everything I can to just reduce stress. And absolutely, trying to live up to something I'm not is sounds horribly stressful. Um, it's been a very yes. long time, I think, since I've tried that. And I remember writing a, <laughs> um, po- a blog post <clears throat> years ago. It's probably 10 or more years ago uh, 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 that was like a case against fake it till you make it because it makes me oh, just uh-huh. cringe every time I hear that that phrase, which you hear every now and then. Um, oh, yep. Yep. And uh, I tell that to new organizers all the time who seek my counsel. It's like, I don't, I, I don't advise that. Because, yeah, that's stressful. It is. And, the, and you know, you're, it takes so much energy to try to create this persona of someone who you aren't mm-hmm. and um, maintain that. Oh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and how about the self-recrimination behind not living up to a persona that you created? Right. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's a double-double. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's not And so not bad. like a good double-double. That's like a double-double whammy. Right. What's a good double-double? Like ice skating? Um, oh, oh, you're not, you're not from, you haven't spent a lot of time in California in and out Burger. Oh, I've never been to In-N-Out Burger. they have the double-double. Oh, okay. Gotcha. What is she referring to? Okay. Uh, Next time I go to California, I'm going to have to go to In-N-Out Burger because I've never been. I mean, I I rarely go to California, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Double-double. Yeah, it's a double whammy. That's what it is. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 Um. The other thing that I've noticed is, um, like you said, that people, your clients, and I'm sure others around you, appreciate that you have your own problems and um, are just like them in that way. And the thing that I've noticed is that saying what you think without, um, I don't want to say sugarcoating it because I feel like I do a good job of saying what I think in a nice way. but. Saying what you think, even if you don't think the other person wants to hear it, um, is so much less scary in real life than it sounds. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Used, I used to have a, the beginning of my business, I had a very hard time like, enforcing my policies or, or answering questions from prospective clients with with the truth, <laughs> the true answers. Uh, uh, right. Instead, I'd like... Massage my policy policies to meet what I think they want to hear, would want to hear, and mm-hmm. when I stop doing that, when I just you know, do you do this? No, <laughs> and then we go from there, <laughs> and it's right. life got so much easier. <laughs> That's such a good point. It does it. It's like you can twist yourself up in not trying to guess what people might want to know or might be asking or you know what what they might want from you and I think in business you know if you have a business it's it's it is really easy to get caught up in trying to please people when you don't even know why they're asking right (laughs) exactly you go through this guessing game that can be a real losing proposition so I felt like maybe five years into my business when I really started embracing not um worrying about how my answer was going to land with somebody um, mm-hmm. beyond wanting to phrase things. I never want to hurt anybody's feelings, but you know, so I'm careful about my right. phraseology, but I don't 
I don't bend the content. Um, that was that was hugely helpful to me. It was just um, a, a big a big moment. I don't think I had a single moment, but you know, I eased into it. But that's a, right. to me part of being authentic. Absolutely, and and being authentic to yourself. Right. Like, you know, I think we talk a lot about you know being authentic out in the world but being authentic with yourself is is just as important if not more important and you know recognizing there are things that you don't want to do or that are that just don't work in your situation and being able to say no to those things in a neutral way uh, Mm. is really powerful yeah, it absolutely is. And it is another facet of trying to reduce stress in your life. It's another way to reduce stress, at least in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and one of the one of the little tricks I have with that is um I and I think this might be because I'm reluctant to ask for things, but I so I often think that you know it's hard for the person who asked to ask and so i i get myself sort of twisted up in thinking like you know oh the oh i should be able to do whatever they want or whatever you know <laughs> what i'm saying mm-hmm. but if i just assume that they're a person who thinks doesn't hurt to ask uh-huh <laughs> that makes it easier for me to respond authentically so yeah, so you instead of um, worrying about th- that they think that it was that whatever they screwed up all their courage to ask you this question, and if you give them an answer right. that doesn't meet their expectations, you're going to devastate them. You instead right. decide, oh, they probably are just thinking, oh, might as well ask, and yeah, and, and they'll be cool with whatever the response is, or they'll get they'll get past whatever disappointment they might have. Yeah, I like right. that, and it's probably true, yeah. right? I mean, right. I think it's I true. Mean, of me. Yeah, I don't think I'm have to uh, screw up my courage to ask somebody. I mean, I, I don't like to ask people. I don't ask people to make exceptions to their policies, but I have no trouble asking them if they do something that I want them to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. So it's um, that that mind shift in making the decision that. Because that's really what it is, because you're mind reading either way. Right. <laughs> Unless the person says up front, hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, do you blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, I can't believe I'm asking this. This is making me all sweaty and nervous. <laughs> but I have <laughs> Which, to you ask. Know, most people don't do. Right. But I have to ask. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you just make the decision to believe that people are asking you a question under the belief it doesn't hurt to ask mm-hmm. that's a good um, trick it yeah and so much is is so many things are like that that just making the decision to believe um in whatever supports you and what you want to be doing you know like if with your business if you you eventually chose to believe that being authentic with you know how you are in your life with your stuff will help you versus hurt you Mm -hmm. then that 
changes how it is to be that way. Right, right. Yeah, and I I was just thinking about how uh, that part of that shift involved thinking, I don't want to work with a person who doesn't want to work with me. And the only way they know they don't want to work with me is if they know who I am. You know, or or all flip side that they do want to work with me is if they know who I am. Right. Um, And so not caring about how I'm perceived necessarily, as long as I'm being authentic, it's on them. If I'm Uh being authentic, how I'm perceived is on is is their problem. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And as you're saying that it it made me flash back to when I was dating and just totally 100% being myself when I met people the first time. Because it's sort of like, you know, if you don't like me how I am, it's not going to work. Because that's how you are, right? Eventually how you are will come out. Right, right. That took all, I mean, I'm remembering when you started dating in this round of life. And um, it seemed like you were relatively chill about it like you had this great attitude going in like I'm gonna have a good time and you know here's who I am well yeah my goal my my dating goal was to get a good story (laughs) (laughs) I think you succeeded right (laughs) I got a few good stories you did did. (laughs) and you got an amazing husband so you know I know which I wasn't even you know seeking right and and that's what I ended up with which was awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) I feel like you should win some sort of prize for that I know or I won the lottery of husbands that's right maybe you need to teach some e-course or something on that (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's funny because the 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 idea of and I think so many people do that going into dating or you know in different situations where you think you have to be a particular kind of person mm-hmm. um, to be accepted for you know whatever in whatever situation and it, you know that's a that's a lot of stress to maintain it's not really fair to the other person and it's not fair to you right absolutely yeah so we are all for authenticity and we would like to hear from you where do you struggle being authentic Um, what has changed in your life because you decided to be authentic you can let us know in the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com on social media Twitter is at GTG Enough, and Facebook and Instagram are at Getting to Good Enough. Or you can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Uh, for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that Good Enough is getting easier for you. I think we've always been our true selves with each other. Yes, from day one.